there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hi, I'm Wendy Zuckerman, and you're listening to Science Versus from Gimlet. Today on the show, The Mummy Returns. Okay, so several years ago, some boffins from England had a rather bonkers idea to bring back the voice of someone who died 3,000 years ago. And one of those men was Professor David Howard, a musician and engineer at the University of London who studies voice. And he has all these devices to help him. So what I've got here, this is a buzzing device. During our interview, he whipped one out. Can you can you just say can you just say Luke I am your father? Luke I am your father. <laughs> Hope that's made your day. <laughs> yes. Several years ago, David even created an organ using his own voice. And I suppose I was looking for another outlet. And one day, he sat down for coffee with a friend who's an archaeologist who gave him a rather curious proposal. This was one of those sort of have a cup of coffee and chat about something slightly off the wall about whether we could do anything with the voices of human remains. David's colleague was asking him, do you reckon we could bring back the voice of someone who was long gone? Like, long gone? And they had... The perfect guy for the job. Well, he's, um, he's 3,000 years old and he has been mummified. Yeah, they ultimately wanted to bring back the voice of an ancient Egyptian mummy. And if they could do this, it would be the first time in history that someone would recreate the voice of such an ancient human. The mummy's name is Nesumun. Historians think he was a high-ranking priest living in Egypt some 3,000 years ago. And David said he had a very sweet gig at the temple. Every morning, he would place the best cut of beef on the altar. So he would be given a fillet steak, and he would go through a door and put this on the altar, then go about his business during the day, and any remaining steak that God had not taken, only Nezia Moon could eat. So my understanding is that he basically lived his life on fillet steak on a daily basis. Well, I guess it depends how hungry God was, you know. I guess it does. Nesyamun lived into his mid-50s. He was mummified, placed into a wooden coffin painted with hieroglyphics, and laid to rest in Egypt. But his resting place was pillaged by tomb raiders, and he was brought over to Europe, and ultimately went on display in a British town called Leeds in 1823. And that's where he is today, at the Leeds Museum. And once David and his mate had this idea of recreating this mummy's voice, the two were on a mission. They talked the Leeds Museum into lending them their mummy. The museum heads figured, hey, hearing Nessia Moon's voice might breathe new life into a dusty exhibit about a guy who ate too much beef 3,000 years ago. So now, it's go time. To bring back Nessie Moon's voice, David needs a copy of this mummy's vocal tract. 
So the vocal tract is basically a tube that starts at your lips and ends just above your lungs. And in a living person, as the lungs push air out, it vibrates these two muscly flaps. That's our vocal cords. When the vocal cords vibrate faster or slower, that alters their pitch, making a higher or lower noise. And so what David wants to do is to get Nessie Moon's vocal tract. But David wasn't about to unwrap the mummy and rip out its throat. So instead, David needs to make a 3D model by first scanning the vocal tract in this very non-invasive way, using a CT scanner at a local hospital. The mummy handlers did it in the middle of the night so they wouldn't freak out actual patients at the hospital. They were very conscious that they didn't want people wondering what on earth was going on here because it would have looked very strange. And it just looked as if we were ordinary people waiting and then suddenly the door opened and this trolley came in and there he was. Nessie Moon was carefully hoisted out of his blue and gold coffin and slid into the machine. David could see his toes poking out. The scan starts with its whirring and buzzing. And then it works. David gets this beautiful, clear scan of Nessie Moon's vocal tract. Um, I mean, this is going to sound morbid, but it's true. The difficulty of putting live people in is they have to breathe. And if they breathe, their flesh moves. So if you've got somebody who does not move, the pictures are really clear. The edges are really clear. And that, that was fantastic. With the scan in hand, David goes to step two. He prints out a 3D model of Nessie Moon's vocal tract. It's printed out of a thin white resin. He showed it to me. It was a little bit hard to describe, but I gave it a go. Oh, you know what it looks? It looks a bit like um. It's, it looks as if a mouth has has like sort of come out of a of a genie's lamp and gone. Whoa. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. Well, it's yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe just imagine a small, lumpy, upside down saxophone. From here, David attaches a loudspeaker to the bottom of the model. And when he turns it on, it sends vibrations through the freshly printed vocal tract. And now, we can finally hear what Nessie Moon's voice might have sounded like 3,000 years ago. Here it is. So it's somewhere, it's somewhere around about an eh vowel. I think it's eh and ah. Perhaps imagine he's just, he's just waking up 3,000 years ago and just, uh. <laughs> Yeah, why not? Why not, indeed? So then what, so, so he makes this eh. So with That's the, very good. <laughs> That's very good. Are you auditioning to take his role? <laughs> All right. So talking involves your tongue and face muscles moving about, which they couldn't get Nessia Moon to do. That's why he's not reciting a soliloquy. Still, though... So, did you bring his voice back from the dead? Well, our argument is that we did, yes. In some sense, um, this is his afterlife and we have created a sound from his remains. And, and there was that sense of awe and wonder at the fact that, that this voice can be recreated. It was a very special moment. And here's what's eerie about all this. It's almost as if Nessia Moon knew that this might happen. 
because of something scribed in the hieroglyphics on his coffin. What's written in his coffin is the phrase, true of voice. And um, it is understood from, I believe, writing around the time. But he reckoned that his voice would be heard in the afterlife. And David is now taking this prophecy to a whole new level. He's been working out a way to get Nessia Moon to sing in a choir. Kind of. David changed the way that the air was vibrating through the mummy's vocal tract, changing the pitch of Nessia Moon's voice so that he sang all these different notes. And here he is, singing Handel. Let's see if this works. Okay, so I can add vibrato. This was just one story from our show, Science Versus. It's part of this bigger episode that we did called Back from the Dead, where we shared stories that pushed life to the ultimate limits. We've got stories of people who basically come back from the dead, as well as an ocean dweller that cheats death. So to find all that, search for Science Versus in Spotify. That's Science VS. And find our episode, Back from the Dead. I'm Wendy Zuckerman. Back to you next time. Hold up. 